Name the popular TV show that started in 2001, ran for nine seasons, and the main character was Jack Bauer. That's right, it's 24, the TV show 24, because this is episode 24 of Starting Sustainability, and I'm your host, Kaylin Chenoweth. We are off to part two of our three-part series, Dreaming of a Green Christmas. Let me give everybody a quick update. I forgot to mention that over Thanksgiving, my husband did get a chance to go hunting a couple of times, and he still did not get a deer. Eight years strong, no deer. Wah, wah. Also, I needed to correct a story from my last episode. My sister called to let me know that the shampoo actually turned out very well. The issue was the conditioner. That's what left her hair a greasy mess. She made the conditioner wrong. So if anybody has a homemade conditioner recipe that they would like to share, you can do that at www.startingsustainability.com forward slash episode 24. If that is too much work, then you can also go to the Starting Sustainability Facebook group. That would be a whole lot easier. You can just post it there and everybody gets to see it. I did receive some feedback from last week's episode. There are other sustainable gift ideas. There's no way I'm going to be able to think of every single one, but I love getting the feedback and I do want to share that with you. Other gifts include subscriptions to audiobooks or Netflix, even Disney Plus or other streaming services and even memberships to zero-waste boxes where you get the monthly box. There are Zero Waste Cartel, Grove Collaboration, Dr. Squatch Soap, which their commercials are absolutely hysterical. Very, very manly soap. Drops, D-R-O-P-P-S, Drops with two Ps. Misfits Market is an ugly produce company that's stopping food waste. And the last one I could find was Mighty Nest, also a really good subscription box for zero waste items if you're trying to transition into zero waste or trying to get somebody else to transition into zero waste. Also, another feedback was at the end of Christmas season, because at the end everything is on sale, then you can get gift boxes that are very decorative, real gift boxes, and then put the gifts in that and put the lid on and be done. You don't have to use wrapping paper, waste with ribbons and tape and all that stuff. I also agree that this is a very good idea. What else has been going on in my world? Well, this past weekend I hosted my very first ever swap party. I have attended one and this is my first time hosting. And I wanted to share my successes and fails I did invite everybody about three weeks in advance, so they had a few weekends to go through their stuff. The downside is that no matter what time you pick in December, there's always holiday festivities and parties and whatnot going on. If anybody has kids, it's a whole lot of sports. If anybody's in school, there's a whole lot of end of the semester exams that they're studying for. I did invite probably almost 15 people and six were able to make it, which actually turned out to be a blessing. I didn't realize it at the time, but that was a very good number. That was a perfect number so that my house was not too crowded. There wasn't too much stuff going on. The way that I structured it is I basically had tables and areas set up between my living room, dining room, and kitchen, which is one big flow area. It's all very open concept. When guests arrive, I welcomed them, introduced them to each other, and then explained 
unload the stuff that you brought. Put the kitchen items over here on the kitchen table. If you have office supply or school supply items, then put those over here on the desk. Everybody who brought clothes pretty much had them in tubs and boxes, so we just grouped them all together on the floor so that way people could dig through them. We had a table for bathroom supplies, like makeup, lotions, all of that stuff, shaving creams, that stuff that didn't work out. I even had an old shower curtain in there. And then we had an area for children's toys and another area for closet stuff outside the clothes. So purses, shoes, anything else, scarves that would go in your closet. And then the last was a miscellaneous area. I welcomed everybody and explained what the process was going to be. So we're going to take a tour of area by area and the items that you brought, you are welcome to share the story behind them or auction them off and brag about them, kind of give your little sales pitch on why this is a cool item or explaining what it is. Because Some, sometimes the items, you don't know what they are. And then anybody could have little first dibs at that moment in time. And then, of course, once we finished our way through, then we would just let people go shopping. So I made sure that everybody had a reusable bag or a box that they could go shopping with to put items in that they wanted to take home with them. It turned out very, very well. I, I really liked that approach to it. Everybody was very nice and polite to each other. So as we were going through and taking the tour of each area and explaining the items, not very many people were raising their hands and grabbing stuff. But once we were done and I basically said, all right, go shopping. It's a free-for-all with all six people in here. Then it was really cool to see everybody interacting. It, it turned out really well because my son's daycare provider came, so she was able to go through a whole bunch of children's toys and get new toys for her daycare. We had a couple of bookworms there who were basically exchanging books back and forth. Also present were a couple of foodies, so they were hitting it off with the kitchen gadget areas, and the clothes were pretty much everywhere, and everybody just delved into those. A lot of the clothing was LuLaRoe stuff, which is nice if you're not familiar with that brand. It's very flexible, so if something is marked as a medium, it could still work for a small, large, or even extra large, or very flexible clothing items. And what's really cool about the clothing because that's another concern is, well, can I go try this on? There's one bathroom. There's six girls here. What are we going to do? You can just take the clothing home. And if it doesn't fit, guess what? It was free. It's not the end of the world. And now you just go ahead and donate it to your charity of choice or bring it to the next swap party. This actually turned out very, very well. One lady who was invited, she teaches English as a second language at the Chen Community Center. What I did not realize was that most of her students there were Burmese and they were refugees and they were actually desperately needing donations. Prior to this party, I made a bunch of phone calls and I thought, okay, well, I can send clothing to this place and I can send toys to this location and other things to Salvation Army, who has a whole connection of different networks. And I know there's a homeless shelter and a domestic violence victims shelter. But what was really nice was that this lady, her name is Jody. she offered, she goes, oh, I'll just take it to work with me because they really need supplies. They really need donations and they're very short this time of year. And I thought to myself, 
So you're offering to take all of this stuff to one location versus me taking it to five different locations. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I will. I will help you load up. So I huge shout out to Jody for taking that burden off my back. I do appreciate that. That was very nice of her. And I hope all of the refugees enjoy all of the stuff and have a wonderful Christmas or whatever holiday that they are celebrating this year. I think that's fantastic. So that makes me feel really good that we saved a lot of stuff from going to the dump. And we saved a lot of money by getting stuff that we need. And we also made a lot of people's Christmas. Okay, so let's go ahead and switch gears and get to the main segment of this podcast. The reason that you are tuning in. This is part two of Dreaming of a Green Christmas. I want everybody to take a moment and think back to when you were five or eight or even eleven And can you remember any of the gifts that you got when you were that young? The true answer is most likely not. You might think of one gift that you were absolutely dying to have and your dream came true. But for the most part, you're not going to remember any of the other stuff. But I want to ask you, what do you remember of your childhood Christmas? Do you remember decorating the tree? Your mom making cinnamon rolls? Listening to Christmas music with your dad? going caroling, being part of the church Christmas program, maybe going ice skating or having a snowball fight. What about playing board games or decorating cookies, watching Christmas movies? My point is your memories are really what define Christmas, not the stuff that you receive. So here are some great tips for making a memory-based Christmas for you and your loved ones. Now, all of these came from one million women. There is no shopping nor gift wrapping needed for these items, which is really awesome. The first one is to make something together for your home. So think of what you need for your home, like a side table, indoor herb garden, a birdhouse, maybe even a bee hotel. And check out some do-it-yourself projects, some DIY projects on Pinterest or YouTube. Just scan the internet and then spend an evening creating a memory with your partner or your children or your best friend. The next one is do-it-yourself, cute gifts for families and friends. You don't have to stock up on the mugs and the plastic toys that are basically just going to end up in the garbage by January 1st. Let's reuse old jars and fill them up with really thoughtful gifts like homemade goodies, such as candies, cookies, jams or jellies, You could even do homemade lip balm, do-it-yourself bath bombs, pickles, salsa. I love homemade salsa. That is really good. Or even an herbal tea blend that you made yourself. Another piece of advice is to not be afraid to ask for what you really want. Your friends and family want to buy you a gift no matter what. So you might as well tell them what you truly want. That way you don't end up getting junk that you're never going to use. So if you'd rather have cash, because that's pretty much what I want, (laughs) there's definitely a nice way of communicating that without sounding greedy or ungrateful. If you phrase it in the way of what you want to spend your cash on, that helps. Such as, I have always wanted to learn French. Would you like to help me pay for a class? Or, I'd love to take a painting class or cooking class, or woodworking class, insert whatever class you want here. 
a few years ago, I actually gifted my husband a welding class because that's what he really, really wanted. And I even gave my dog a gift of obedience classes, too. <laughs> so these are great all around for everybody in the family. Something else I wanted to share with you. My coworker is actually planning a trip to Thailand. So for Christmas, she is asking for money to pay for passports renewal or to help pay for a plane ticket, to stay at a specific hotel, to visit the elephant sanctuary and other different parts of the trip. People are more excited about paying for an adventure on the trip. When we were engaged, I asked for things that would help with the wedding and the honeymoon, which wasn't even until the following May, but this is a nice, polite way that you could ask for a monetary gift instead of stuff that you really don't want. The last one is to give a moment. So take your children or grandchildren or your spouse, take them to the zoo, go out on a date to the orchestra, or even volunteer at an animal shelter or a nursing home or a soup kitchen. This is another great way to create a memory-filled Christmas that you will remember for years to come. And you can even start traditions with a lot of these ideas as well. Everything I just discussed came from One Million Women, and they did a fantastic job coming up with this list. However, I wanted to delve a little bit deeper and come up with a few more ideas to give you some more ideas to pick from. Other options include making Christmas crafts to decorate the house and entertain your kids or both, watching movies, playing games, baking and decorating cookies. You can also gift experiences like concert tickets, sporting events, zip lining, movie passes, theater tickets, or a day of golf. Memberships are very popular, so you could do a membership to the Children's Museum, to the zoo, theme park. When we lived in Tampa, Florida, we had bush gardens right there beside us, and then in Orlando, about an hour away, we had Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld. So if, if you are lucky enough to live in a place that has theme parks near you, those are fantastic memberships, because then you can just get up and go, and you don't have to worry about the cost <laughs> of any of it. You can just go and enjoy it all year round. Other memberships include any of the of the month clubs, especially all those zero waste ones that I mentioned earlier. Or ooh, even like a trampoline park. Those are really fun. You can do membership to that too. How about a gift of classes? We touched on that a little bit earlier. So think of something that you really want to do. Do you want to learn to cook, dance, swim, sing? Anything related to music, like instruments, how about pottery, painting, anything art-wise, these are all fantastic things that you could ask for. And you can always find them online classes or nighttime classes, community center classes, these are always available. A really good one is the gift of time. Babysitting. Ding, 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 ding. If anybody wants to babysit my child or children coming in April... I'm very happy to receive that gift. Another time-based one would be a house cleaner because I never have time to clean my house. So that would be another fantastic gift. How about a professional organizer? That would help me save time because then I wouldn't have to hunt for things so much in my house. Even car wash packages, massages, 
or Manny Petties. Go out with your best friend. Create a magical moment right there. The gift of memories is another topic. Doing a photo book, a family cookbook, scrapbook. You can do a grandparents book, photo calendars. These are all wonderful. And then the last one is consumables. This would be your fruit basket, wine, all the homemade goodies. You could do a dinner club, restaurant gift cards, or even a coffee gift card. Obviously, when you gift the coffee gift card, you're going to have to put it inside of a reusable coffee cup. I don't know about you, but I would be extremely excited to receive any of these gift options for Christmas. So hopefully my friends and family are listening to this specific episode of the podcast. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Of course, this does not cover absolutely everything under the sun for a green Christmas. But if you have additional feedback, just like I said at the beginning of the episode... You can go to the website, startingsustainability.com forward slash episode 24. That will pull you straight up to this episode, and there will be a comment box at the bottom, or you can do the Facebook group, Starting Sustainability. And then the last option is, of course, you can just email me directly at kaylin, K-A-Y-L-I-N, at startingsustainability.com. I hope everybody found this podcast useful and got some great ideas. It's not too late. You still have time. You have what, like two weeks before Christmas gets here? That is plenty of time. That's pretty much all for now. I hope everybody has a great, wonderful rest of your week. And then I will touch base with you next week for part three of three, where we are going to cover zero waste gift wrapping. Ooh, there are some really cool ideas there because we all know we're pretty much going to be waiting until the last minute to wrap all of these gifts. So that's why I saved the best for last. So be sure to come back next week and check out the third and final episode of our Christmas series. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye.